You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guest, Brian Alexander, Executive Vice President of Logistics for Hub Group. Taking command of a supply chain requires being able to effectively respond to factors impacting the industry. Spurred on by e-commerce, increased demand for decreased delivery times have forced shippers to reevaluate their approach to visibility, technology, and overall strategies to fulfill accelerated customer demands. Brian Alexander, Executive Vice President of Logistics for Hub Group, shares his thoughts on what shippers can do to drive a more effective supply chain. Joining me today is Brian Alexander, Executive Vice President of Logistics for Hub Group. Brian, thank you so much for joining the Inbound Logistics Podcast today. Hey, thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate the opportunity to talk with you and the listeners. You guys cover some really great topics. Oh, and uh, we have some great guests, uh, present company included, of course. So we're going to be talking a little bit about the management side of supply chain management. But before we get started, could you share some background on uh, you and your work in the industry and a little bit about what you're doing now with Hub Group? Sure. Yeah, I've been in the industry for about 20 years, uh, but with the Hub Group for 18 and spent the majority of my time in operations and Early in, my, uh, early in my career with the Hub Group, I had the privilege of working on-site with several of our large customers in our retail, consumer goods, and durable goods verticals. And I currently lead a team that manages supply chain solutions for our customers that are focused on executing disciplines around cost optimization, visibility, service, transit improvements, sustainability, and then building and implementing continuous improvements. Okay. I want to touch on that experience on site with uh, some of your customers. How did that early experience shape your career and the way that you approach logistics today? Yeah, Jeff, I I really value the experience. It certainly took me away from home for quite some time, but it was a great experience to have early on in my career because it put me in a great position on the front lines with our hub customers, and I got to listen and be a part of their day-to-day challenges and understand what was working for them and where they needed help. And that really quickly... Uh, made me realize that uh, if we're not focused on staying ahead of where their challenges are and building solutions for the customers, that we would quickly become commoditized, stale, and then eventually replaced. Uh, So this experience led me into a position where I got to create a continuous improvement department that was focused on analyzing our customers' needs and then engineering continuous improvement solutions that would deliver real value for them within their supply chain. And I did that for about two years, and that led me into an operating role of where I was selected to lead the logistics operating team that executed the solutions on behalf of our customers, which was a unique position because I had been creating the dream, but I had to make sure that it became an operational reality, which is a big differentiator, I think, in our industry of where we can come up with ideas and solutions, but being able to push them to the tip of the spear and actually operationally execute them is a big part. So. I've had a ton of fun. I've worked across many different supply chains, and uh, I think the best is yet to come. All right. Now, when we talk about the supply chain, something that has impacted it greatly, e-commerce. How has e-commerce impacted the supply chain, and uh, which factors uh, specifically are stressing shippers and their ability to fulfill these new demand signals? Sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's a big question. I'm glad we're talking about it. This has been a huge impact for both retailers and consumer goods shippers for really the past decade. And e-commerce really whips the supply chain and all the links of the supply chain feel the impact. But uh, the impact really starts with the consumer and has made it very difficult to effectively predict consumer demand and then respond with free home delivery within 24 or even 48 hours. And I had to laugh the other day. My my daughter came up to me the day before her birthday and told me that she wanted a four-foot stuffed 
giraffe. And that certainly <laughs> was not on my, uh, my demand plan for, uh, for fulfillment for my daughter, but, uh, but I hardly think that, uh, that it's on any retailer's demand plan to fulfill a SKU like that uh, within 24 hours and have it on a doorstep uh, with basically free delivery. But it's a small personal example that's really challenged all of us in the industry to have inventory properly placed near the consumer population to ensure that the delivery costs and the transit times are optimal for customer delivery, while at the same time not driving up excess inventory costs. And this goes beyond the typical retail DC network and even for our consumer goods customers who want to fulfill online orders direct are confined to even a much smaller distribution network. And while they may ship direct and may have lower product cycle times, they may be suboptimal in order densities, transit times, and shipping costs. So I'm sure that all of our listeners today are e-commerce customers to some level, and I really encourage them that before they open their next package on their doorstep, that they look to see where it's shipped from, because it it could be a local distribution hub really close to their home address, and maybe it's a third-party warehouse. It could be a DC, a retail DC several states away, or even uh, shipped from overseas factories. So it's a, it's definitely a unique position that we're in, and uh, I believe that shippers today more than ever need to be in command of all aspects of their supply chain to really effectively handle the whip of the supply chain. Now, uh, if you're taking command of a supply chain, what does that mean, first of all? And what steps do shippers need to do to make that possible? Yeah, yeah. I think first and foremost, and the most important step is supply chain visibility. Uh, without good visibility, they're in a dense fog, they're flying blind, and I'm still amazed, even today, how some very large companies still struggle with getting reliable data and visibility to their network and making it in real time. Sometimes we see large companies that you know they may wait 30, 60, 90 days to get reliable data and networks move so fast that just doesn't work. So e-commerce has made it more difficult as well as a lot of the orders may process through multiple channels, multiple providers, but there are several ways to aggregate the information into a single platform, make it real time, make it clean, and not just be surface level. So, and I think it's, I think that's an important point too, is, is to make sure that we're getting a deep enough look into the supply chain, a surface level view is almost dangerous in that it may only provide a limited view and then we're driving actions and change on a limited view that has adverse effects somewhere else in the supply chain. And there's numerous examples of where supply chain defects have surfaced and been created that, that uh, shippers just haven't dug, dug deep enough into a complete end-to-end global supply chain before making changes. A good example is uh, we, we observed a shipper uh, who chose to start ordering in smaller quantities to better throttle their inventory and cycle time but without the view of how that will raise their transportation costs and transits, they may not be creating a net benefit for their supply chain or for their customers. So with a complete view of their supply chain, you know, we're able to help our customers um, and our teams help them with balancing all aspects of their supply chain. In this example, we would be identifying consolidations, modal shifts, even cross-customer cross-stocks to reduce the transportation costs, keep their orders transit neutral, and then also make sure that they get the inventory benefit. So we realized, uh, you know, about 10 years ago that customers were really struggling with this, and uh, we started engaging with them on solutions that created global supply chain control towers, right? And, and control towers a little bit overused, but it's really it gives them that end-to-end global visibility of factory to consumer that creates command and control as well as organizational alignment over their supply chain. 
you touched on some of the insights that you can get from diving deep into this data. Is there more that you can extrapolate from that? Can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, well, Jeff, the biggest gains are when we're able to provide consolidated SKU or item level information for a shipper. Most visibility is captured at a order, shipment, or a PO level, and it's delayed and oftentimes contained in different functional groups within the supply chain. So operationally speaking, when we're able to consolidate the information and provide real-time SKU level detail, shippers are empowered to better control their inventory levels, place the inventory in the correct locations, better manage DC or even store labor, and drive vendor compliance while also being able to plan and forecast transportation capacity. Um, also, having the integration of the data at the SKU level helps enable other supply chain management tools that they may be rolling out within their supply chain, like a supplier routing portal and an inbound dock scheduler. We hear a lot of great feedback from DC operators who are leveraging our data integrations to get item level ASNs that give them package dimensions that are then programmed into estimated unloading and loading times that helps them better plan their labor at their distribution centers and also helps position them to flow goods better. All right, that was the operational side. What about from an analytics perspective? What kind of insights can you glean from that? Certainly, yeah. I think uh, analytically speaking, getting beyond surface level visibility allows the shippers to structure and command their network by looking at where there are lost opportunities across the entire end-to-end supply chain. As a part of our continuous improvement function at the Hub Group, our team of analysts are always conducting operational postmortems, and that's giving them a better opportunity to understand how we can execute our customer supply chain better. It includes identifying things that are suboptimal across the entire supply chain, all the way from the factory to the end consumer. And once our team has analyzed and identified these opportunities, we're able to quickly implement them into the operation where they can be tracked and reported in a meaningful and real-time scorecard for our customers. All right. Now, you talked about data and portals and integration and analytics. Uh, so technology has had to play a huge role in enabling a lot of these steps. In addition to implementing a TMS or a WMS, which current tech advancements offer the greatest potential advantages for shippers? Yeah, Jeff, you're right. Shippers need much more than just TMS or WMS to advance their supply chain capabilities. I feel behind every good tech are really strong and empowered people who have the skills and tools to properly develop and configure the technology to drive that supply chain performance. So I think collecting the data, modeling optimization scenarios to then build into the technology, and then being able to be nimble to implement it is where the real power is. This is really a big part of our continuous improvement process and how we align our functional groups with our, with our CI or continuous improvement teams and our IT groups, as well as our operators. So our team of supply chain engineers will create a solution for a customer that then can be quickly configured into our TMS routing logic and implemented by, by the end of the day or the next routing that's needed. But then also having complementary tools to the TMS, like a global supplier routing portal, will also allow shippers to collect and control vendor PO and SKU information, but then can assist in managing vendor compliance and provide more accurate ASN information that becomes very valuable downstream in the supply chain. On the WMS side, I think some really good complementary tools are web applications for dock scheduling. They can be configured uh, to manage DC labor and match carriers to the most optimal dock times for loading and unloading. 
And then, you know, Jeff, I think one other item on the technology side that I think is really important too is, is a really strong modeling software. Um, having access to this can be used to create change scenarios within their network. And with rapidly advancing customer demands and changes um, around a very fragile supply chain, tools like this uh, can, uh, can help them model cross-functional scenarios that then can, uh, can explore more creative solutions and, and drive a more effective supply chain. So in our, uh, in our customer engagements, we're oftentimes uh, engaged and contracted just to manage a small challenging piece of the network. But most of our engagements, the value is amplified when our people, technology, and, and all aspects of our te technology can be utilized to manage a complete supply chain. And I think a, a good example is a customer that contracted us uh, for full outsource of their network a little over four years ago. And they had very limited, unreliable data. Uh, we started with executing their network and our TMS for 90 days with integrations to their ERP and, and some existing carriers, really just to collect a good, clean data set. And then from that point, we, we took that, that strong data and first, we put it out into the market. So we put their network out to bid and leveraged a multi-customer procurement event that drove carrier rate savings. And then we started building order consolidations and working cross-functionally with their buyers and merchants to modify their order characteristics to reduce inventory and uh, while at the same time lower their transportation costs even further. And then we graduated into some more advanced uh, improvements within their network uh, to where we were modeling out their network and showing them where their third, fourth, and now even their fifth distribution center should be located to optimally reduce cycle times and improve transportation costs and faster deliveries to their customers. And then, you know, finally, where we've gotten uh, in the maturity of our relationship in, in leveraging our tools is we're now helping them evaluate acquisitions and how they can complement their supply chain and be quickly synergized into their network. All right. You mentioned optimal and effective supply chains there. Uh, shippers and providers are, are always looking to squeeze time and expense out of those supply chains, right? So um, other than those tech tools, are there other types of strategies that are uh, gaining ground with shippers and, and uh, providers to uh, achieve that goal? Yeah, no, I think this is really important too. And time is no longer managed in, in days uh, by the shippers. It's really in 15, 30-minute increments. And that's how sensitive the networks really are now. Uh, missing cut times um, is, is, a, is a critical piece of transit and, uh, and trying to drive consolidation. So having good visibility, strong technology tools can help shippers with strategies that I, I feel include DC bypasses that reduce cycle time, reduce labor costs, uh, being able to better understand customer demand and, and forward deploying inventory closer to the consumer is also a big benefit of having that that visibility and, and, uh, and the strength in their network to do that. And then also, I think, reducing order quantities that improve their inventory positions, but doing it without increasing transportation costs is a big solution that, uh, that I believe is, is in high demand and high need. And that's where we can help them plan those smaller orders and sailing schedules that help them drive order consolidations. We can also incorporate cross-customer warehousing that they can cohabitate their products in at a reduced cost or an optimal cost. And then also cross-customer cross-stocks that drive consolidations. And we have those locations throughout the U.S. near the population densities that they need to serve to help them better position their inventory for faster deployment at optimal costs. And, and I think with what we're seeing in the network, I mentioned how it's fragile now, and those 15-minute increments are critical, but missing those cut times can cost a full day. So 
when they're managing something to a 15 or 30 minute window, um, even with the, the recent developments with PSR and how in precision scheduled railroading is coming out, missing the cut times at the rail, missing cut times at break bulk centers for LTL or even parcel can be detrimental. So having the command and the control of their supply chain is, is critical in, uh, in minutes matter. Okay. So uh, give us a few key takeaways uh, for our audience. Yeah, so I think as the industry continues to just transform at an accelerated rate and there doesn't seem to be anything slowing it down, it drives a lot of excitement. I'm certainly excited about it. Everyone at Hub Group's excited about it. And it's not about keeping pace with it. It's about staying ahead of it. Um, you know, I'm from St. Louis, and we've got the Stanley Cup here in St. Louis right now. And so I'll use the hockey analogy about being where the puck's going to be, not where it is. And so staying out ahead of it is a critical part. And a lot of what I've talked about, um, shippers can certainly build within their own networks and, and deploy within their own teams, but also engaging some professional organizations in 3PLs um, is a big benefit and a big accelerator because a lot of these solutions have been pre-built. Uh, they're built to scale, and, uh, and the team of professionals that back them are really strong and can really accelerate uh, their position and keep them ahead of where the industry's going. All right, some great observations there. Brian, where can our audience go for more info? Yes, they can go to hubgroup.com and uh, find everything they need. Excellent. And one final question. Did your daughter get that four-foot giraffe? Oh, a good father never lets her daughter down <laughs> on her birthday, so she certainly did. Excellent. Brian Alexander, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, you got it. Thank you, Jeff. Really appreciate it. Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash get il. That's bit dot l y slash get underscore i l and stay ahead of the 3pl game the inbound logistics podcast is a production of inbound logistics magazine for the most in-depth information around logistics transportation and supply chain practices Get your free print and digital subscription at inboundlogistics.com slash subscribe. Connect with us via LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the most current developments in the industry. If you'd like to leave us some feedback or have a topic you'd like to see covered in a future episode, call our dialogue line at 888-878-3247 or leave us an email at podcast at inboundlogistics.com. I'm your host, Jeff Vita. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time here on the Inbound Logistics Podcast.